Welcome to the DFL Debrief. So great to have you here with us. My name is Brian Evans, Communications Director for the Minnesota Democratic Farmer Labor Party. Joining us as well this week is DFL Party Research Director, Will Davis. Hello, Brian. And just Brian. No Ken today. No, no Ken today. Uh, You know, this is a very busy time for us at the Mm -hmm. DFL party. The Republican convention is this coming weekend, and it is uh, already descending into a spectacle of chaos and conflict, and we love to see it. And our convention is next weekend. Yeah, I'm a little offended that Ken is too important to do our podcast with us, but it's okay. We will forgive. You know, we'll try not to take it too personally. My feelings are, of course, a little wounded, but that's Mm -hmm. just how it goes. So we are coming to you with a bit shorter of an episode this week, but we still wanted to give our dear and loyal listeners some good audio content. I hear there aren't that many podcasts on the internet, so we we have to fill in. We couldn't stand the idea of them sitting around, jonesing for the show, breaking out in hives. Mm-hmm. Wandering the streets of Minnesota, right. desperate for aimless. any, any political Content, news. good content. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, we needed to put something out. Like things were before we started this podcast. <laughs> so, joining us for this very truncated podcast, we are so excited to have back State Auditor Julie Blaha. Oh, it's so good to be here. I'll tell you, I really appreciate your um, uh, sartorial choices mm-hmm. as well. I mean, at least one Ooh. of you has an amazing hat. Thank you very and, much. Uh, Thank you very much. And not only an amazing hat, but a limited edition amazing hat. Last one known in existence. It that's- is true. The bright green. We, <laughs> yep. we uh, you know, that's it's it's classic. It's retro. It's, Ken uh, said it brings out the color in my eyes last week. So I know he's jealous Does about that. that. I feel he's bad jealous. that he's really jealous. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I think, uh, I'm sorry, we need to put in a wow. Wow. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to get through a week without the wow. I, I have to say, that's, I'm not saying I tune in just for the mm-hmm. wow, but it's a thing. Maybe we'll do a Zoom call with him and record it in and just kind of <laughs> add it in later. Call them in, call it, just call them with some of mm-hmm. our best jokes. Mm-hmm. It's what exactly. the people want. It's what the people want. So this show, we're going to keep it pretty short. We're just going to give folks a you betcha OGs from each and every one of us, maybe chat a little bit. As we discussed before, most people had only listened to roughly 75% of the show, so we detected a really big you betcha OGs deficit in mm-hmm. our audience, mm-hmm. and so the prescription was a bonus episode. And of course, we'll be back next week with a full show where we will be recapping what is sure to be a very fun Minnesota GOP convention this weekend, Mm -hmm. even though it's going to be very short because they didn't reserve it long enough, and (laughs) preview our state convention, which should be totally fine and normal and no issues whatsoever. Absolutely. The convention of a political party in a state of array, let's say. Julie, are you excited to get endorsed again at the state convention? Again, I don't take anything for granted, Mm -hmm. and so I would be deeply, deeply honored Mm -hmm. to have everyone's vote Mm -hmm. uh, this weekend. It is nice, though, that I don't have to worry about the convention falling apart, and I am more just interested in, can I make my streamer situation work? And it's nice (laughs) to be able to uh, have manageable issues. Yeah. I don't I, I don't know what it'd be like to be a candidate going into into the convention I'm seeing for the GOP. And again, yeah. this is oh someone who's gosh. chaired many conventions, right. mm-hmm. you, you know, uh, political conventions and other kinds. And I'm very interested in seeing how they pull this off. If they pull yeah. this off. It's, it's going to be tough. It'd be tough in the best of conditions. They don't even know how they're going to vote yet. So <laughs> it's exactly. incredible. Mm-hmm, uh, are you, mm-hmm. You're not worried about uh, Brian jumping in late and challenging you for the auditor position? I welcome it. 
Uh, I, I, there's a lot of things I've been wanting to say about Brian oh, yeah. in public, oh. and this would give me the platform I've been waiting for. I will help you run the smeariest of smear campaigns as well. So. You know, that's fair. I, I will have earned it. I mean, our bid for a live show to keynote Friday night uh, of the podcast on convention was uh, rejected. Oh, so yeah. I'm going to need something else to fill my time. I wouldn't trust us live either. So. Oh, yeah. No, Let's they, not do that. They would need a, a mic. Like, we actually had a conversation of which staffer we trusted with a cut off our mics button if we did a live show. And the answer was no one. Uh, I edit out two-thirds of the everything we record every week, so yeah, that's not a good idea. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. And so with that, we will go to our You Betchas and OGs of the Week. Auditor Julie Blaha, would you like to start with your You Betcha? You bet. Biden is bringing the watchdogs back. Oh, you betcha, yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I know that one of the reasons people tune in is for audit content, so mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that, <laughs> that I have that here today. Um, about a week and a half ago, uh, April 29th, uh, Biden met with inspectors general and put out some guidance for how the federal government should work with these independent oversight professionals. And it was great. And I have to say, the difference between this conversation and one we had almost two years ago to the week where uh, Donald Trump had cut five inspectors generals for just terrible, capricious reasons. And, you know, getting back in and making sure that our watchdogs actually have a bite is exactly what we need to just keep the trust and make sure that mm -hmm. our tax money is going to work for us right now. Could That's not awesome. agree more. Also, I noticed something that proves that you are, in fact, a listener to the show, and that is that you said your you betcha and then you paused. Very frequently, we will have people on the show <laughs> who will say that they have listened and then... When we ask them who their you betcha is, they just start saying whole sentences rather than giving mm -hmm. the nice pause mm -hmm. for the sound clip. And we really appreciate yeah. you listening. Loyal, loyal right. listener. Yeah, right. And who does your OGs of the week go to? Okay, my OGs goes to all who take the term audit in vain. Oh, Who would do that? What a <laughs> terrible thing. I know, I know. I, well, you know, here's the thing. Audits are basically a test to make sure that people meet standards, right? This is something that reduces risks, it prevents problems, it increases clarity. But what an audit is not, it's not punishment. It's not there to cynically take away people's uh, freedom to make a decision in their own community. And it's also not a way to simply distract from having to fix a problem. You know, so you should always be aware of anyone who jumps on a headline and just starts screaming audits. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, an audit is, is a way to get to a solution, but it is not a solution itself. Uh, it is just uh, too often a way to distract from a harder decision. Yeah. I already have the answer. Now I'm going to audit right, you right. to really show you. Yeah, if you already, if you're mad, chances are you have the information. Uh -huh. And so uh, some people who are saying, I'm so angry, I need an audit. No, it's you're so angry, you need a solution now. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, part of my job is when people want an audit, they come to me and I say, well, you know, maybe you want an investigation. Maybe you actually just need a report. I can often save people a lot of money and a lot of time. And, and those people I understand. But it's the people who don't check first. They just throw mm -hmm. it out there as just a way to say it. For, for instance, my opponent did the same thing where when he saw the Minneapolis teacher strike, he immediately yelled, audit. Well, the first step uh, when you see a teacher strike is go talk to a teacher. That's right. Mm -hmm. Try to find out what the issue is. And what you'll find is this is not a question about um, what the numbers are, but how they're being yes. used. Yes, yes. And so this is, not, this is about helping people find a solution, not simply piling onto a headline. There's a tremendous irony in someone running to be state auditor to waste taxpayer money by <laughs> auditing everyone they personally disagree with <laughs> from the office. I, I don't quite know that that's fiscal responsibility or anything good, but I mean... Well, this 
is why uh, this is why standards were developed. It's so you don't politicize the process. Mm-hmm. You don't just jump on a headline. You follow the standards, and that keeps you on actually finding real information. It's extremely important. You start with the standards. You don't start with a decision. Counterpoint. That requires knowing what the office does, and that requires some work, and work is hard. And yeah. thinking is he- hard, too. Headlines are easy. It is hard. You know, it's uh, if you're coming to this to get headlines and uh, glamour and all of that, yeah, that's not the right job. Yeah, well, like that's why I do what I do, but it doesn't mean <laughs> that's what you do. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, if you're if you're doing your job well, you are wrecking headlines, not making headlines. Mm-hmm. On, mm-hmm. At the, on your best day, you get to pre- keep people out of trouble, not make a headline. Yeah, because like at the end of the day, you you've talked about how much you like the job because it helps make government work for people. You can work cooperatively with local governments to ensure that they are delivering for their communities to ensure that they are using tax dollars well. And if you are only walking into these meetings with a cudgel, threatening people (laughs) with audits left, like that's not... It's that just seems anathema to actually doing the job well. Well, it gets away from a solution, too. If people are afraid of an audit, if it's all about fear, if it's all about punishment, well, then people hide and they they hold back. And that keeps you away from a solution. You Mm -hmm. need to embrace your audit. Your audit is is there to help you. And anyone who undermines that really hurts oversight in general. Perhaps when the figurehead of your party is a notorious tax cheat. There's a reason that audit is such a dirty word in there. Uh, yeah. In there. Well, and, and, you know, I have to say all the ways, every time you heard former President Trump say the word audit, it was in some weird way. Uh, most of the things he said about audits were not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea that you can't I'm talk about. I'm shocked to hear that. I know, though. I know. This is something. <laughs> I would that, like to audit that statement. I know. Me. And, you know, and I got to say, I know no one else has ever brought this up. But the idea that when you're under audit, you actually still can talk about <laughs> your finances. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can do that. Your auditor can't, but that's... you can. Uh, all right. Well, who does your You Betcha of the Week go to? My you betcha of the week goes to my pillow inventor Mike Lindell. Oh, you betcha, yeah. Yeah. What a wonderful week for Mr. Pillow himself. First, he started off endorsing his employee and Republican Attorney General candidate Doug Wardlow. Big get for Wardlow to get his boss to endorse him. Mm-hmm. That being said, I probably wouldn't get one for my <laughs> boss, but that's fine. I hear uh, I hear his mom's going to endorse him next. Yeah. Well, I'm not so sure about that. But <laughs> now. Uh, what a wonderful gift to normal people who want a functioning attorney general's office to learn that if Mike Lindell endorses you, you are probably the worst possible candidate for the job. Yeah, like the guy who has tried to undermine our democracy and the mm-hmm. rule of law through mm-hmm. misinformation and pure force as well. Like he was trying to get Donald Trump to declare martial, uh, law. martial law after martial the 2020 law. elections and use the United States military to stay in office. And if he is telling you to vote for someone yeah. to help defend Minnesota's laws, run the opposite direction. Yeah. Julie, 10 years ago, if someone told you that a pillow salesman was going to the White House to encourage a president to declare martial law to overturn an election, what would you have thought about that? I, you know, I was teaching middle school at that point, uh-huh. and uh, I would have thought you were talking about my day job yeah, and right. not yeah, talking about, about people fair. trying to uh, lead the free world. Fair, yeah. <laughs> well, if you thought that wasn't enough, Mike Lindell followed up by once again floating a potential run for governor of Minnesota. Let's go. Yeah, Mike, do it. I would love to <laughs> see on. that. Clear the field. Sorry, uh, Dr. Jensen. I know you're a big listener, but mm-hmm. oh my God, you're yeah, out. Really. <laughs> I mean, we also have a, uh, a board up in the office uh, wagering on who Mike Lindell will endorse in this gov race. And 
Honestly, that would be a really himself. great way to upset the entire board to really show us all is to jump in, Mike. So Who you else? know what? Yeah. O- own, own the DFL, really show the libs, run for run for governor. Wait, the DFL is afraid of you. I. Yes, yes. <laughs> we're terrified. Please, please don't run. Too strong of a candidate, and we're, we're real worried. Yeah. And who does your OGs go to? My OGs goes to State Representative Steve Draskowski. Oh, geez. Representative Draskowski deserves a honorary permanent spot in the OGs Hall of Fame because he is out of his mind among the worst legislators we have in the state, as evidenced by this quote on early childhood education. Early childhood, 51% increase in early childhood spending. Members, uh, this member's opinion is we should get rid of the, the early childhood committee. And we should let parents raise their kids till they're five at least before government comes in with a school bus, backs it up to the maternity ward room door, and takes them to the government school. By the way, this is a guy who always votes against paid parental leave. So how is someone supposed to raise their child till five while working and not getting any reimbursement for that? He very clearly believes that every child should be raised in uh, two-parent households no matter what, and that one of those parents should stay home. And I wonder how he would determine which one of those parents uh, that would be. Just a reminder to listeners that early childhood and kindergarten is not required Mm -hmm. in Minnesota. You know, you do have that choice, and you can decide whether that makes sense for your kid or it doesn't. Of course, the concept of making choices for your family seems to be something that is a struggle Mm -hmm. for several uh, Republicans right now on Mm -hmm. several levels. But... uh, (laughs) Again, this idea that people have to remember, it is not required, Mm -hmm. but it is desperately, desperately wanted by most parents in in, in the state. This is something they want. This is not about this is not about being forced. This is something people are, are, are begging for. Brian, who is your You Betcha of the week? My You Betcha of the week is going to go out to the DFL debrief. Oh, you betcha, yeah. Yeah. Best one ever. So. Best one ever. I was perusing different podcasting websites for an unrelated thing, and I found one of them that listed the global ranking of podcasts. So, like, what percentage of podcasts a given show is in. Mm -hmm. So I decided to type in DFL debrief, and I found out we are in the top 2.5% of the over 2.8 million podcasts there are globally. I don't know how that's quite possible, <laughs> but this is a towering achievement for us all. And so, uh, you know what? Top 2.5% of, of what exactly? All podcasts globally. The do, over. Uh, listen to. Uh, listen to. Really? Yes. Which, wow. Yeah. This is why this could easily have been an OGs to every other podcast <laughs> out there that they are so unlistened to Look. that we are the top I mean, you could look at it that way, or you could celebrate the Mm -hmm. monumental achievement we have made, which I believe we should do here. So can I get a little air horn? Wow. What a crowning achievement for us. Really proud of us. So uh, you betcha to everyone who made this happen. You should audit these numbers, honestly, because I, I just cannot believe this. Is I have to say, I feel like that these numbers might need a little more context. Mm-hmm. Um, because no, it's fine. Perfect. I, I feel like when the number 
challenges your thoughts, then you dig deeper. Uh, I, I again, I, I'm not going to judge it because I haven't I haven't checked it out, but I feel like there's an opportunity t- for some context. Brian, this is not the best guest to declare these numbers. <laughs> there is a button. Our ego down. There's a button that says about listen score that I actively did not click because I didn't <laughs> want any more information. Yeah, don't click that. I I, I clicked that one. That one's less. Remember, numbers aren't good or bad. They're simply more or less useful. So, yeah. uh, you know, we just need to understand this number more deeply. Mm-hmm. We are now 2.5 percenters, so I don't <laughs> yes. have to listen to anybody or. We have a headline. It is a good headline. Yep. And we are just running with it. That's right. So, right. one of the top podcasts on planet Earth, and uh, we're very, we're very proud. And your OGs of the week. Loser campaign stunts. Oh, geez. This weekend, Republicans are holding their state convention, and there are candidates that are trying to really kind of pump up their supporters with exciting events and announcements, and they all just give off this air of desperation and sadness. Dr. Scott Jensen was endorsed by Kevin Sorbo, (laughs) which is, whoa. Like, whoa. Hercules? I mean, like I had said at the time, like, if you, like, literally, if you put a gun to my head and demanded that I name a single thing that he has been in, I would be, like, mm-hmm. dead on the floor of our office. Like, couldn't even I begin know. to say. I, I, Julie has this look on her face, and I had the same look. Jensen made a joke that we have a Herculean endorsement to announce today. <laughs> And Brian sort of chuckled, but he didn't get what the joke was. No, right? I, th- oh, I thought no. they're just trying to pump up this actor who, like, no one cares about, and like I haven't heard about yeah. it all. But like, apparently, he was Hercules in some show in the nineties, yes. yeah. uh, two yes. decades ago. I, did I watch it? Yes. Was I deeply disappointed to find out his politics later? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the lamest endorsement. I can Look, like what I mean, like I guess if a C-list actor is uh, is what you got on deck, then mm-hmm. like you know, fire away. Like, but it's. I mean, it's not Xena. I mean, you, you know, you talk See, to you and you get a Xena. This again was my. Point point in the office mm-hmm. that was a much mm-hmm. far superior show absolutely but not to be outdone by scott jensen's endorsement from kevin sorbo paul gazelka is having a rock the minnesota republican party state convention event featuring the most interesting band on earth what they are called uh on thursday evening and i just like i can't imagine paul gazelka rocking literally anything no. so no. i'm so excited to see photos from that yeah. uh, deeply sad event. There won't be dancing. There'll be seats in front of the band, and they'll be serving like <laughs> Sam's Club off-brand soda. And Sitting that room is, only and rock concert. <laughs> I would comment, but I am your state auditor. I am the last person to comment on cool, so I am just going to let that go. <laughs> Paul Gazelka, though, is a, just a particular like anyone can outcool him. All it would take is a pair of sunglasses or like a skateboard or just like drawing breath. It's uh You drink Mountain Dew. That's way cooler than yes. anything he does. So. That absolutely like yeah, that's that's all well, it I've takes. Got the, that there TikTok, don't you know? <laughs> that's so true. There's there another one. Cuz there's nothing nothing works better than um middle-aged suburban ladies uh on TikTok and uh that never goes wrong. That's that right. just never goes wrong. I've never seen it once actually. Yeah. <laughs> So that will do it for this week's very truncated episode of the DFL Debrief. Thank you for joining us, Julie. This Thank was you so terrific. much. I love being here. And tune in next week for next week's show is going to be a lot of fun. So please, everyone, tune in. Yes.